the verb innovare, which means simply to innovate, to reform, or to change. But what is innovation? It's often tough to define, but we know it when we see it. It's a new idea, creative thoughts, new imaginations, methods, theories, it's bettering ourselves. But we take these actions often out of necessity. So what if we could harness the scrapper mentality, the hustler, the actions of those who are just trying to survive and put it into everyday use? This is my passion project. I've attended some of the world's largest innovation conferences, developed the latest and greatest technology, and produced change within organizations who were built on and preach tradition. Now I'm here to help entrepreneurs and everyday individuals make small changes and establish a new normal through new methods, ideas, and standards to change your life forever. I'm Roy Edwards, and welcome to the Innovare Project. Welcome you to Innovare. Yeah, this is where we innovate. This is the podcast where changes all made. If you're not growing, then you're dying. Innovation is the key to surviving. This is Innovare, where we scared to make that change and create a new way. Uh huh. If you're ready to learn and sit back and just chill, it's about to get real. This is Innovare. What's up, guys, and welcome into the Innovare Podcast. I'm Roy Edwards, and welcome back to another episode, which is actually our final episode of the Epic Journey and uh, our series on Agile Methodology and getting 1% better every day. We started at the beginning of the new year, and now we are uh, finishing it up. So that is, uh, that's where we're at. This is the final episode, episode six. We're probably going to do a summary episode, so if you missed any of the episodes, you guys can check on that at the end, um, but we're gonna have a place on the website. It has all of the episodes, we're gonna have a downloadable, we'll have all of that available to you, so welcome on in. If you haven't listened to any of the prior episodes, that's okay, I'd per- I would I would like for you to go listen to them. Uh, it starts with uh, What Are Epics, that was around the new year, it was when we did that, I think we did it in December of 2020, but either way, you're here now, thanks for joining us. Today we get into Backlog, which is scope creep, it's how to manage tasks that come in, that you have to just put somewhere. You got to organize them somewhere, somehow, and make sure that you get to them. Every client, every customer, every problem that pops up always starts with a, oh, this is an urgent, can you do this right now? But that's not always the case. You know, it's not always something that has to be done immediately. And that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do that, guys, please go like and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you're listening. Go ahead and hit that follow so you can get the updates of when new episodes drop. Thanks for following us. And uh, with all that, let's get started. So welcome to our final installment of Agile Methodology and the Art of Getting 1% Better. If you've made it this far, hopefully you have listened to some of our other episodes. You've listened to the Epics episode on where we went over the large goals. You listened to the Sprints episode when we talked about breaking down those large goals into two-week intervals. Hopefully you've listened to our Stories episode where we talked about the makeup of those two weeks and then hopefully you have listened to our last episode which was uh or last two episodes which were about bricks which were those mission critical daily tasks and then scoring which went over level of effort velocity reports and 
how to break down and track the data of all those scores. Well, today we're going to get into something called backlog. So a backlog is something that is extremely important in the agile world. It goes over and helps you manage something called scope creep. And so if you've never heard the term scope creep before, what it is referring to is the scope of a project. And that is something that you're working on. This could be your epic. This could be a brick. This could be anything that you're setting your mind towards. And the creep means the change. So that would be any change in the scope that is brought on by external factors, as in your target is changing. So this is generally happens when you're dealing with a client. Think of it this way. You have a project, you're working with a client, they want you to design a website for them or make a, a product or draw a picture or whatever, some sort of an end goal. You have written out the statement of work, you have defined the scope of the work and you've started to work it out. Then about a couple of months into the project or maybe a couple sprints into the project, People start coming to you and they say, you know what? I really want, instead of it just being one picture, now I want three pictures. And instead of it being a website that's one page, now I want it to be a website that has all these other functionalities, which is still related to the initial request, but they're enhancements. It's changes, you know? So these are outside factors that come in and affect the overall roadmap of what it is that you're trying to accomplish, which enters in the backlog. So when these asks come in, first off, you have to assess if it's urgent, because if you've worked in any sort of corporate America, anyone who asks for anything wants it done immediately. They want that urgent. Everything is high high importance, right? This is, oh, this has to be done right now or my work will cease. So that's not always true though. Sometimes it is true. Sometimes if somebody's locked out of their email or they've lost their password or, you know, those type of things, maybe there's a bug in the system that is uh, what I would consider to be called a roadblock, meaning you can't go that way. Uh, you know, as like if a road, if something was blocking the road, that's where the term comes from. And that road is your work and the progress of said process. And so if it is blocked, that means, and it's an impediment, that means it, it does need to be taken care of relatively immediately. If, it's, if it hinders the work in progress, that is an urgent task. Everything else is not urgent, to be honest. If they want the colors changed from blue to red, that's not urgent and you can still continue to build out other things and get to that color change at a later time, right? I'm talking to my tech friends there where somebody says, hey, I want this blue. And then you show them, you build up this application and they say, oh no, not that blue. That is not the blue that I had in mind. Okay, well the functionality application is still the same, okay? So we can work on the color later, but let's get down the functionality and the baseline of this application so that when you come back to it and we can change that color, that's a relatively easy fix, right? So that, that's, those are called scope creep. That's called, uh, you know, th those are prime examples of what should go into a backlog. And so let me define backlog. The backlog is your to-do list of stories and tasks 
that have come in and are not a part of the sprint. It's a list of activities that either came in as a request or you and your team has deemed them necessary to be accomplished at, at a later time. It's a running list of these items for future attention. Future is the is is the keyword there. And so why do we keep these these when these things come in, right? We can't always get them immediately and sometimes if we were to get to them immediately, it would flow it would throw off the flow of your team and how things are functioning and you you have you most likely have designed a sprint in a form or fashion that is all working in a specific area or in similar tasks. You know, typically you don't have tasks where if you think about building a house, typically on somebody who is working on a house, if you're if you're a contractor, typically if it's paint day, it's paint day. You're painting all the all the rooms and all the walls, right? It's paint day. Or if it is hardwood flooring day or whatever you're doing the flooring, you wouldn't do like part of the floor and then start painting and then do like the backsplash. You know, it, it doesn't really make sense because you want to get some of this. You want to get as much accomplished with the materials that you have in the house at a time so that you can go put the materials away. Right. And you don't want to waste materials and all that other stuff. Right. Similar with tech in this instance, in the way that we want to design our sprints, we want to design our sprints to say, okay, this sprint, we're going to get down to architecture. You know, this sprint, we're going to get down to whatever, finances, if it's interpersonal, you know, that sort of a thing. We're, we're tackling things that are in similar build and similar nature so that we can get them all out of the way and we can do them quicker. Right? Maybe you're reusing some of the same code and you're just, once you fix one, you can fix multiple, that sort of a thing, right? And so, You've designed this flow, and if something comes in and doesn't fit that flow and it's not urgent, send it to the backlog. And because of this, we can acknowledge that that item, we can't just drop everything to complete it, but we also are acknowledging that it does need to get done. And so we, we add it to that backlog, that future. Think of a waiting room in a doctor's office, right? You're in a doctor's office, somebody comes in and they're have you know, their arm is severely damaged and they need immediate attention. That person is going to jump ahead of somebody who, you know, is feeling a little, just has a common cold symptoms, right? And if nobody comes in with immediate action, then the, the doctor comes out or whoever comes out and calls the next line in and others continue to wait. That's the idea of a backlog. It's that waiting room. And so how can we effectively manage a backlog? Well, we can keep a running list of these tasks to do later. And there's lots of software that'll help you to do this. Uh, there's lots of different ones. You could just Google if you really wanted to. But some of the ones that I use are Azure DevOps. I think that's a good one. And Atlassian Jira. That's another good one. And then Atlassian also makes uh, Trello, which is a really popular one. And then Microsoft also uses Planner, which is another popular one. If you're going to use Planner or Trello, and if you're familiar with those, just create a swim lane called backlog and dump it all there. The actual agile type of and DevOps type of applications like Azure DevOps and Jira, they're going to come with an area that it's actually called backlog and it's designed for that. So a little easier to consume, but it does, you don't have to use a software for this. If you are using post-it notes and sticky notes like we talked about in previous episodes, you can just do it on a wall. 
So you can have a section of your wall. We talked about how your mirror was your sprint where you're hanging your post-it notes. You could have another section of your wall that is just backlog, right? These are the sticky notes that could be unorganized. Maybe they're a little organized, but you're not paying that much of attention to it. You write it on a sticky note, you stick it on the wall. And then when it, something gets done, you go over to that wall or where a sprint is completed, you go over to that wall and you pick your next couple sticky notes to stick on your on your mirror or desktop or wherever it's, it's done, right? That's how a backlog works. And so when something comes in, you add it. When you're planning a sprint, you pull it up. If something gets done in your sprint and you have the bandwidth, you can always grab something out of the backlog to fill some time, right? There should never be a time in a sprint where you just have nothing to do because your backlog shows work that does need to get done. So the backlog is very, very important. And so the purpose of your backlog is to provide that single source of truth for the planned work ahead. It, it is very important that you are creating that single source of truth, that single area, that, that place where you can point to to say, look, this is how much work we still have left to do. This can help in a lot of different ways. It can help with future planning when you have ideas about whatever those epic goals that you're trying to go after in your personal life. If you think of certain things that are gonna come down the road, maybe now is not the right time to take them on and you don't wanna forget them, backlog. If you're a business or you're a development team, if you think of things and you want to, and you're thinking of enhancements and, and things to do later, backlog. You wanna build that up so you have that single source of truth so that you know and you don't need to search for what to do next, you know what you have to do next. And then one of the cer ceremonies that we've talked about is backlog grooming. And in backlog grooming, that's when you organize the backlog out go through scoring together as a team, or if in your personal, that's your, your end of your sprint, you're sitting down and you're organizing out your backlog to say, okay, and now you're taking your sticky notes on the wall and kind of organizing them and say, okay, these are the ones that I could potentially get done next so that when you go into sprint planning, or if you're in the middle of a sprint, you know which ones to grab next. This also helps facilitate discussion. So not every item on your backlog is fully fleshed out and ready to work on. So not every task in your backlog is fully defined. And not every item in your backlog could be done if you had free time, right? Some of it is just things that you know that you have to get. Maybe you have to build a little bit more information on. Maybe they're not a really a priority. And so as a springboard to further discussion and innovation, sometimes there's an area called the icebox. And an icebox is an area that help you drive that discussion on how to prioritize tasks and products for later. So if something comes in, it's not really fully defined. There's that icebox that's like, I don't want to forget this. I want to track it. I want to make sure that people can collaborate on it. And I want to make sure that I still keep my eye on it, but I'm going to put it over here in an area. Maybe it's the bottom of your backlog for those using the software, or it's a separate place on your wall if you're personal using those sticky notes to say, hey, don't forget about this, but we still need more information. Or this is a much later type of a thing. I know a lot of businesses don't use iceboxes. I think they're very beneficial because a lot of those ideas that come up in meetings and people say, we'll, we'll cross that br bridge when we get to it. And then the idea is lost because it was never tracked, never written down. Make sure you're writing those down somewhere. That's where the icebox comes in. Also, and the third point that I have here on the purpose behind a backlog is it makes it easier to understand and assign work. 
So when you're planning work for a specific upcoming sprint, a backlog makes it much easier to assign tasks to each person or to plan out a sprint. Your tasks are already written down. They're already ordered according to the priority level. That's where backlog grooming is. And you can simply bring them up as the next high priority priority items. So if you know you need to fill up your next sprint, you can just take the next 10 to 15 items that are on your backlog board and drag them on in. You don't have to really think too much about it. You can plan them out to, to organize them by task or by client or by whatever. But those ones that are near the top are probably already been vetted. They are probably closer to ready to go. And you want to organize your backlog by priority. So the highest priority on top, lowest priority at the bottom, because the lowest priority, you have a little bit more wiggle room. Now, there are certain things that are low priority, but do have deadlines. They want to be closer to the top, but underneath the urgent tasks, right? So you do want to organize your backlog. We do backlog grooming once a sprint. It's at the end of our sprint. So the sprint goes through. We do a sprint review where we say, okay, this is uh, what we got accomplished. It's either internally as a team, or if there's a client involved, we're showing the client what it is that we did. We go through sprint review. We uh, high five and, and everybody's happy with what we've done. And then we immediately go into backlog grooming and sprint planning. So we take a look at the backlog. Okay, let's organize this out. Okay, now let's plan the sprint. Or I know I've been a part of some teams that just do go straight into sprint planning and they do backlog grooming in the middle of a sprint. So instead of having three ceremonies in one sitting, which can get lengthy, they break it up and do sprint review and sprint planning. And then in the middle of that sprint, so a week later, they have that meeting that goes over the backlog so that when the next sprint planning comes up, it's ready to go. However you want to do it is fine. I've seen it done both ways, but it makes sure that your tasks are already written down. They're already ordered according to priority and they can just simply be brought in when you're in the middle of that sprint. Things go ahead of schedule. You can start pulling stuff up. So for agile organizations in particular, this is where that uh, planning ahead really comes in. That is where your organization really starts humming when you start getting into backlog grooming and populating that backlog. And if you're an organization and you're a team and you're trying to show the work that needs to be accomplished and you're showing some of the asks and you're showing the next phases of a project that you're building out for a customer, it's really easy to then go and show them a backlog and say, hey, these are all the requests that came in. This is everything that you guys have been wanting. Here it is captured in this backlog. We've listed out their priorities, right? And their score. So here's all their scores. Based on the score, we have, you know, 100 points worth here, which would be five sprints. Five times two is 10 weeks of work, right? And so it's very easy for you to then showcase, plan ahead, talk to your clients so that they understand timetables to an extent and say, this is how much work we have left and, uh, uh, and, and how much of requests that have come in through the backlog. So that's the backlog. That's the last part of this. That is uh, a very important piece and it will help power the rest of this. If you guys haven't listened to scoring, please go back to the last the last episode of scoring because that's extremely important. That's your data points. And without backlog, uh, you know, or without scoring, backlog doesn't make 100% sense when you're talking about scoring and prioritizing, right? Well, how can I 
how can I prioritize my backlog without level of effort? So go listen to that scoring episode. But guys, backlog and organizing what to do next will keep you on track. It'll keep you on target. It'll help your planning ahead of time. You'll be able to speak with customers more. You'll be able to forecast more efficiently. You'll be able to manage your workload. You'll be able to manage your team's bandwidth. It's it's a huge part of agile development. It's one of the ceremonies and it is a big part of what you need to be doing as an organization. So guys, thanks for listening. There is now a downloadable on innovaripodcast.com where you can download all of this information. It is, how many pages is this? This thing is... 14 pages long that goes over the the whole grouping of your epic journey. So it's called your your epic journey. Uh, it is the, the to help you engineer your life, engineer your businesses to become you more agile and complete your epic journey. And is the art of getting one percent better every single day. It's a it's an ebook that I put together that is there, 14 pages long with images and graphs. It goes over the who, what, why of how to do all this stuff. So Definitely check that out. Download it from InnovariPodcast.com. I'm also going to organize all of these episodes into a lesson plan for you guys so you can listen to all of the Agile and the Epic Journey uh, lessons and podcast episodes in one place. So you'll be able to just listen to all six of them straight through. I am probably going to do a summary episode on all these as well. So make sure you look out for that. I'll throw that one up. So there'll probably be seven episodes in the grouping, but download that ebook. Get, start to implement this in your everyday life. Start to implement this into your business. And I promise you, you'll start to see results. You'll start to see the data increase. You'll be able to manage your workloads more efficiently. You'll be able to appropriately forecast. You will not be making hires and then just trying to figure out what to do with those added help. Uh, you'll be able to do resource management much more efficiently. Guys, this is this is why I did this. This is why I put this all together is because we base it off of those bricks, those mission critical tasks, and then and then implemented it into the greater agile methodologies that have been used within Silicon Valley and, and throughout the tech industry. So hope you really enjoyed this series. Guys, we still do the interviews every Friday. We're still going to continue that. I just wanted to get this series in here to break, kind of break things up a little bit. And then we're going to get back to a summary on our next individual podcast. And then we'll get back into some other tech updates, some uh, some uh, current events and things like that. But I wanted to break this up for you because I had a lot of people asking me about Velocity Ports, a lot of people asking me about Bricks and Agile. And I thought, what a better time to do this series than the new year. So now you're in, you're in the new year. Hopefully you've been listening to the series. You've been listening to all these episodes and now you're absolutely crushing your epics. So guys, thanks for listening. Until next time. See you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Innovare Podcast. You can listen to all episodes at InnovarePodcast.com, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. If you enjoy watching podcasts, check us out on YouTube for a visual behind-the-scenes look at all Innovare Podcast episodes. We have recently released a community of entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook at Innovare Mindset. That's Innovare Mindset to join the private group of entrepreneurs changing the world. Until next time, guys. See ya.